Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, my next guest is joining me from Newport Beach, California. She is Nicole Nuzo from Bremer, White, Brown, and O'Meara LLP. They're family law specialists. And, you know, th- these days uh, with COVID-19, a lot of uh, couples are, are looking at each other, maybe wondering if uh, they should change things up a little bit. So let's get into it. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I know we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties, because a lot of people are these days because the the lines are so taxed. But tell us a little bit about um, uh, what's happening with you, uh, your background, and uh, how you got into the business of family law. Well, I moved to California from New York uh, for law school in San Diego, so I'm direct and efficient. I ended up meeting my husband in law school and, of course, fell in love with California. Um, He was an added bonus to the deal. And (laughs) after moving moving to Orange County, I started working at boutique family law firms, uh, small firms exclusively practicing family law. And that eventually led me to being designated by the state uh, board of legal specialization as a certified family law specialist. Um, I then came to Brummer White, Brown and O'Mara, and could not be more grateful for that opportunity because now I work at a much larger law firm doing family law. Um, In my spare time these days, when I'm not working, I love to read, plant, garden, and hit workouts are a necessity in my life. But with this quarantine, I've been taken out of the gym and moved to my garage. So I'm sure my neighbors are loving me slamming balls in the garage right now. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, I'm looking at the website for the firm, and uh, one of the things that stands out is um, on the front pages, it says assertive, thoughtful, and compassionate, individualized counseling and representation. I would think that that would be very appealing to a lot of people. They want they want a, a representation that is all, all of the above, assertive, thoughtful, and compassionate. So um, does the firm work with um, uh, specifically and, and uh, in – your divorce attorneys, right? I mean, that's that's mainly what you do. Do you do mediation as well, or is it strictly for people that have said, you know, we're going to fight this out? So Bremer White is actually a mid-sized full-service law firm. So that means we provide a range of transaction and litigation services um, to both businesses and individuals. So we have a family law department, uh, but we are on a 
grander scale, uh, civil litigators, we have people who mediate cases and business litigation and estate planning, so really full service. Um, I am a certified family law specialist, and so I work in our family law department, um, and that's kind of a small, uh, close-knit group, so it's almost like a little boutique uh, law firm within our bigger law firm. Uh, but we do, we are a litigation firm at heart, although we do these days definitely a lot more mediation because of the court closures and changes to that. So, um, again, full service here. Okay. And I note that uh, you're, you've been named one of the top 10 family law attorneys in California for client satisfaction by the American Institute of Legal Counsel. So you're doing something well. What do, your, what do you think, um, how do you think you... Um, achieved that status. What are some of your uh, your key tenets when you work with clients? What are some of your rules for working with clients? I have some specific rules. One is open and honest communication, and we do that frequently. And that goes both ways. So I ask my clients to commit that to me, and I in turn commit that to them. Uh, with family law, communication is key because your life is unraveling, uh, and sometimes things change and we have to change our approach. But if I don't know that, um, then I can't help you. Likewise, uh, courts are changing rules and, and different regulations are coming out. So I assure my clients that communication is at the top of my list. I think that's one of the most important um, parts of, of a good uh, relationship with your lawyer. So that's number one. Secondly, creative solutions. Litigation is not always uh, the best option for everyone. And certainly we can do that and we have the resources to do that. But really coming up with creative solutions for your specific family. I always tell my clients, you know, the, the judge in the robe who has five minutes to hear your case is not going to make the best decisions about your finances or your kids. So let's try to come up with creative solutions first. And that leads to my third um, rule. I do not want to go to trial until we've tried to mediate and settle, and nobody else should, because the only person that's going to win in that are the attorneys. Uh, fees are going to be higher through litigation, and so we do try to settle cases when we can, again, with creative solutions. Uh, and I really think that every client should commit to that rule of trying to mediate cases first. And we do that through negotiation, uh, strategic negotiation. So. With those things, we kind of create um, a team with our client, and I think clients appreciate that. They appreciate being in the know, getting a direct and honest feedback, and then creating a strategy based on that that's going to pro provide a creative solution for them uh, in a holistic way so they can move forward from this divorce and really onward and upward from it. Great attitude. You know, it really comes across that you care for your clients, and uh, I'm sure that that's why you were uh, scored in the top ten uh, of, of clients, of, of attorneys in this area. Let's talk about what's going on with COVID-19, because the world marches on, even though, you know, there are um, uh, social distancing rules and the courts might be closed. Um, people still need to get um, support uh, issues taken care of or custody issues. How's COVID-19 affecting court-ordered support obligations these days? Well, there is no bailout on support orders or temporary suspension of support obligations. So um, we all know COVID-19 has affected the economy and the ability to conduct a business. Um, 
at the same level that we were in quarter one. So things have changed. And as a result of that, there's really a tremendous impact for those who receive support and for those who are ordered to pay support. Um, basically, support is calculated on a series of factors and findings that the court considers. One of the most relevant of those factors is income. So if a payor's income has dropped, he or she might not be able to afford what the court order requires he or she to pay. Uh, and likewise, if a payee uh, pays income has dropped, he or she may require more support than previously ordered. And so we're kind of stuck in this scenario where there's this change as a result of the economy um, being somewhat closed right now. And, and how that affects support orders right now, we're seeing on both sides. If you're receiving support, you may need more. Uh, if you're paying support, you may need that uh, to be reduced. So that's, that's the effect we're seeing in family law right now. Uh, if those cases can't get before a judge because the courts are closed, what other options are available um, to, let's say, ex-spouses who may need to modify their support obligation? Yeah, so the first option is to enter a temporary agreement between the parties. Um, you know, negotiated agreement, uh, temporary, it's just a modification, either upward or downward, until such time that the economic disability ends. Um, you know, for some people it might just be temporary. Maybe they were furloughed and they're going to get back to work. Um, so they just need some relief for a temporary period. To the extent that that can be negotiated and drafted into a new agreement, that's the best case scenario. Uh, you can also, uh, the Orange County Superior Court, with the help of the executive committee uh, for the Orange County Bar Association Family Law Section, has put together a really unique voluntary settlement conference program. It's all conducted on WebEx, and we have some wonderful judges and other judge pro tems who are assisting people in mediating these issues, uh, negotiating with counsel through settlement conferences. Uh, and there's about an 87% success rate on that as of now, I hear, as of yesterday. So another great option that's you know, not going to court and having to wait in line, but getting it done. And then, of course, the last option, if all else fails, filing a motion with the court is still an option. It might not get you immediate relief, but you can reserve retroactivity. And what that means is if the court finds later you were entitled to a modification, the court can true that up to the date you filed the motion. So really important to weigh your options. I think try to settle to the extent possible, again, using um, you know, perhaps a voluntary settlement conference program or a private judge. And if those don't work, as a last-ditch effort, get your motion filed so you can get that retroactivity reserved. So it sounds like it might be uh, th there's an evolution going on of maybe how people deal with these issues that might take some pressure off the courts. Do you think that um, after the courts are reopened, it'll go back to business as usual, or will you see some of these changes take hold in the future where, where people go, you know, we used to always go to court for this, but now we can probably settle it out of court and then maybe get a, a, a quick judgment on what we've negotiated outside of court. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any light switch that turns on the court and we go back to normal right away. Um, and I actually sit on a task force that is helping, um, you know, the Orange County Family Law Court come up with ideas and solutions to solve that problem. Um, how do we get... Uh, these issues resolved when settlement isn't possible. 
Um, so we are working on that, and I think there'll be news coming out relatively soon on that issue. Um, but as for now, settlement is going to be your best option, and we really pivoted quick. Um, and when I say we, my law firm, um, many other law firms in town, we immediately saw the need. Settlement is needed. Um, people are stepping up to try to mediate other people's cases, and it's all happening remotely. So um, I do think we'll see changes. I do think there will be announcements on that in the near future. Um, but for now, settlement is going to be your best option, and it's going to be done all virtually. I like. I think that's great. I think that's another great evolution that could come out of this. Now, you have uh, at your website a COVID-19 resource page, publications, and success stories, great things for our listeners to go to. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit about what, those, what they'll find there, and then I'll give them the website. Sure. So our COVID-19 resource page is really a place for our clients um, and potential clients to really go and find some immediate, immediate answers to some of the frequently asked questions we're getting. For example, custody. Um, you know, what do I do uh, with a custody order in light of COVID-19? Maybe transitions can't happen the way they were. Um, with respect to support, what are my options, the things we're talking about today, all of that is going to be able to be viewed on our website, uh, and it really provides just some quick, easy information. Um, it gives some updates. Everything's fluid right now. As I said, you know, the court and, and different task force are getting together, and we've seen a lot of different orders come down in short order. So we're keeping track of all of that for our clients and providing that on our website. Great stuff. Let me uh, tell our listeners the website address, uh, Nicole. It's uh, BremerWhiteFamily.com. I'll spell that out for you. Bremer is B-R-E-M-E-R. -E White is W-H-Y-T-E. And family is family. So BremerWhiteFamily.com. Or you can just probably just, they can just Google Nicole Nuzzo, N-U-Z-Z-O, and you'll find lots of information. By the way, Nicole, you, I know you're very connected through your affiliation with a group called Provisors that we're both members are. I see, I see that you are uh, both uh, very visible in the group and very highly regarded in the group. Um, listeners, one of the ways that we, we know that is because of the glowing reports that other advisors re that refer to Nicole come back and report back to the group. So great job there. Uh, great information today, and I hope our listeners will, again, go to bremerwhitefamily.com and check out all the resources you bring. And I'd love to hear an update um, in a couple months maybe about how things are going um, and uh, changing back to the new normal. Thank you. Yes, uh, we will have a new normal. It will move on. People will get divorced and support orders will need to be changed. And all of that is going to be able to happen. We just have to think differently about how it's going to happen. Great, uh, great insights, Nicole. Thank you again so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.